What's up, guys? Our wrestling podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Justin's Little Baggage and Craig, the British Bulldog, bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Today's topic: the best WWF and WWE forgotten factions. Uh, we're giving credit to Wrestling Incorporated. Forgotten feuds, Dave. Forgotten feuds. Jeez. Oh, forgot. Oh, forgotten feuds, not factions. I am terrible. God. Jesus. You know, start over, right, dude. So. Stop. Yeah, we're not starting. Over. Record. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> no. I'm just uh, for audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. It's the second media, episode, so everybody knows what that means. The third. Whoa. <laughs> the third is the third. Right. right. That's true. Yeah. Technically, um, yeah. On social media, can you help us out with a follow on Instagram or Twitter? Or, or go WWE fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Can you do us a favor? Or on Facebook yeah. at our wrestling podcast. Yeah. Go waste your life on TikTok scrolling recipes, you dicks. It's it's fun. I'm you just kidding. That's that. not. I was just I'm kidding. Someone just maul somebody else's recipe on TikTok. That's fun too. Live no, your life. Watch a low, bunch of lower rate that fucking trash. That's fine. Oh my god. Oh my god. We changed so our background angry. to orange for you, cocksucks. That actually like us because you're. It's, it sounds like you're angry. That's what it feels like. I'm going to stay home and watch people fall on skateboards. Okay. It's so high. Oh, man. It's so good. This, oh, don't this talk guy's going to test the new mixed drink. I hope he likes it. Yes. It's fine. And, and don't, plus, we don't, don't talk about don't, trash don't, gossip on our shows. So, you know. Don't talk smack on, on Tim the Tank. He's a nice guy. Come on. I'm sorry. Don't talk smack he'll on take the all, Cheetah. He'll take all your requests. Oh, God. <laughs> we, we haven't talked about that. <laughs> What's up? Hey, Cheetah. <laughs> hey, yo, Cheetah. It, yeah. It's become a running joke that I hate, I hate the Cheetah guy. So, every time there's a new Cheetah... Uh, Jess uh, or whoever's first to get it sends me and says, it's, "Check it's, this out." It's we always disguise it. Yeah. We disguise it. We're like, "Oh my god, no fucking way!" And then we just put the link, and the Craig clicks on it. It's like, hey, yo, hey, yo, Cheetah. Cheetah. "What's up?" And What's Craig up? just throws something, something across the room. Hey, yo, Cheetah. What's up? I let these bananas get way too ripe for me to eat them. Don't be a little bitch. We can make banana bread with some chocolate chips. That's a great idea. How do we do it? Get a big ass bowl and throw your nanas into it. He'll even wow. bring in cooks. It's yeah, it's fine. He We're talked Lucy about on the third episode. Follow us on social media. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, hey, Cheetah. So Jess, what what's what's? <laughs> hey yo, Jess. <laughs> what's up? Uh, what's up? Uh, I'd like to review a few, but cool? I'm not sure I know the particulars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course um, you got to turn. Let's on talk about those forgotten feuds. Um, <laughs> what you got to attack the man's friend and then get revenge. Is, have, have we done? Have we done forgotten feuds? This seems new. We've never I mean, done forgotten feuds, and I just uh, this is an, uh, this is a wild card topic. I'm not gonna lie. And uh, there's all you know. Everybody remembers the big feuds, like the Mega Powers explode, or explode, or Rock and Austin, or uh, Sorry. Edge and Cena. <laughs> you know, those are all the big. Uh, that everybody talks. Everybody knows those feuds. 
but there's a lot of forgotten feuds that uh, sometimes when a star used to be on top and then they kind of get dipped doodad down into the mid card status, there's some feuds that happen. Or when they're trying to raise somebody from lower mid card status and they're trying to bring them up to make them a credible challenger, so the champion can kind of gobble them up a little bit. That also happens as well. So I I listed a few here, uh, and there will be a part two, three, <laughs> seven, nine. I could do. Uh, forgotten feuds. WCW. It's, um, I could do. It's, it's not so on this things. list, but just you don't own example, me, so you, you don't know what I'm gonna do. So. Well, I was just gonna ask a question: Would you consider huh? Dusty versus Macho a forgotten feud, or is that a pretty outstanding feud? No, stupid. <laughs> uh, that that could make the list. I mean, if you liked it, I mean, it was really centered around ultimately uh, like Elizabeth, and then Sapphire got bought yeah. by and Pokatots. If you like that, for sure, I, that could be on the future episode. Way to spoil it, you sack of shit. But uh, now, yes, I mean, Dave, <laughs> well, nobody huh? watches anyway. That was that's almost like <laughs> that's <laughs> almost too well known from the time. It could be. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying, crawling I'm in Jess's head. Okay. That's all I'm doing right now. I'm just trying to. I'm just. I'm crawling in his head. Yeah, for yeah, you are. Head. Dave, you are a piece. Glacier of versus Ice Train. Like that's, that's where I'm. My head's at. <laughs> Did they feud? So yeah, the criteria is like. Um, it, it it could be surprising. You know, it surprised me that it was that good. Or it could just be like you know, there's so everyone's kind of engaged in a feud in one way, shape, or form from the top of the card to the bottom. It could just be something that got buried in the middle, and I was like, wow, that was really nicely done, and that was a really good feud that people should go back and look at because it was awesome. So, yeah. uh... Well, yeah. let's jump into the, the first one you have listed. We have Hacksaw Jim Duggan versus Andre the Giant in the World Wrestling Federation of 1988. After WrestleMania 4, Randy Savage was champion and Hogan went away to film a movie. It was a good one, I heard. Um, <laughs> this is an important void. <laughs> uh, something an important void in the roster to fill. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Well, no doubt break box office records. No holds by. Oh, my. They teased that fucking movie yeah, for three months long. <laughs> but then they made a remember shitty the, paper the, the match the movie. The match the movie. The, the, oh they would God. show the limo scene for three weeks in a row. How Hogan like jumped out of the limo and beat people up inside the limo. Yeah. So, and it, remember they did the cringeworthy Dookie scene where he's you know, Hogan's like, "What's that smell?" And he's like, "Dookie." <laughs> oh, because he shit himself. Like, yeah. 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 Like, and why well, say that? Like, if I accidentally up. wet my pants, which hasn't happened that much in my life, but if that <laughs> happens, I go, "It's Dookie." I don't think I've ever like thought I'd be like, "No, I pissed myself or shit myself." It's and then Dookie. Dick and then Dixie Carter at home said, six-sided ring, that is not bad. That is a great That's idea. right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Noel's Bard. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Jeff Jarrett said that. It's, He's like, ha-ha. Ha-ha. Impact. <laughs> <laughs> Total <laughs> that Noel's Bard has got a point. Ha-ha. <laughs> Total nonstop action. Hacksaw Jim Duggan was a mid-carter at this point. After an unfortunate situation in 1987 with the Iron Sheik, well, he just began to build trust. They got pulled bits. over for cocaine, cocaine. Yeah, they weren't mad at each other. They were having a little Dude, bit of fun. Okay, together. so think about what a different world it is right now. That shit's not. Yeah. If somebody gets pulled over for cocaine right now, they're gone. It's yeah. just gone zone. Because someone. They were more pulled back over. then that they were caught faces and heels than they were busted with coke. Yeah, that's how some, a face got caught with a heel. That so they broke coke. kayfabe and they had cocaine. And then not even a year later, Vince is like, "Yeah, come on back, and we'll just pull the sheik out." And he's got a purse. He's got three separate grams of cocaine in three separate containers. Oh no! 
that's a felony. Now people are driving down the parkway going, no, there's Hacksaw Duck and the Iron Sheik. <laughs> oh, no. So anyway, we go to the, 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 uh, the, the uh, trooper barracks. I get a ticket for drinking while driving and less than half ounce of pot. You know, I only had a couple of doobies. Sheik, of course, had a felony arrest. He had three grams in separate containers. He had to go see a judge, but got bonded out. And we still made the show that well, work it yeah, out. It's under the rug. If you're going to do coke, do it with the same side of the locker room. Don't do it just with I, uh, I Just I implore you to uh, do your best <laughs> hacksaw impersonation while doing coke. If you see my bag uh, of blow, <laughs> I'll keep looking for it. You knew you knew that was coke. That's terrible. You knew Can you come in the office right now? Vince, I always got time for you. And he comes in there and. You really don't know why I'm pissed right now. No, why? No. Did I have a bad match last night? No, you and Sheik just got pulled over for cocaine. Oh, shit, Vince. <laughs> I don't oh, remember that's all it. Oh, I'm shucks. on the tail end of a four-day bender, but when I remember it, I'll get back to you. <laughs> oh, no. You can't really get mad at me, Vince, because I've always oh. made my shots, tough guy. <laughs> Never missed it. No. In an attempt to build a high-level performer, Vince pa- uh, paired Andre with Hogan on WWF Superstars of Wrestling on April 2nd of 1998. Andre destroyed an enhancement talent. Dave's a mess. Hacksaw in came to the ring and confronted the Giant about costing him his WrestleMania 4 tournament match against DiBiase. That was apparently Why didn't you ago. respect Sandy Beach for the competitor that he is? So yeah, so I remember because uh, this is uh, this is when I started watching wrestling was this year, like early '88, late '87, somewhere around that. So my first WrestleMania, the full fever I got was four. So I'll never forget watching the superstars. Andre gets in there, and it's kind of a treat because you're like, oh, Andre's gonna beat the shit out of a prelim. This is gonna be good. And then like he gets in there, and he's like, get the fuck out, and he just instantly gets in there and he throws the prelim over the top rope. He's like, God bored. And then Duggan comes out. And I wasn't the biggest Douglas fan, Duggan fan, because I didn't. He was really too over the top, and I don't know. Like I was a Hogan guy, and like for some reason in my weird kid brain, I was like, Duggan's just he's a like comedy act. He's weird, and so he got in there. I will never forget, like the in all seriousness, like this angle was fucking gold and perfect. And he stood stands in there, and he gets the mic, and like Dave just said too, um, at WrestleMania, like two weeks before. In the first round of the tournament, DiBiase took on Duggan. Duggan was setting up for his finishing move. When he went down for the three-point stance, Andre tripped him, and Duggan turned around and took a shot at Andre. Andre started hammering on him, and then DiBiase rolled up a quick pin and got him. And uh, so he cost Duggan the world title, because that's what the tournament was about. So Duggan gets in there, and he just pretty much told him, like, you know, like, you cost me my match. I'm not afraid of you. And I'll never forget when he's like, Hacksaw Jim Duggan is not afraid of you. And Andre, with his fucking yellow teeth, looks at him with the most evil look, and he goes, <laughs> and just laughed. And every time Duggan threatened him, Andre laughed. Like, there's nothing you can ever do to me. You're fuck. You suck. Like, I'm Andre the Giant. You can't hurt me. And then so Andre goes, eh, I, you're, you're beneath me. He goes to leave, and Duggan turns around to pick up his two-by-four, which he dropped. And then Andre grabs him and wraps his singlet strap around his throat and starts headbutting him in the face. And Duggan starts bleeding from his mouth. I will never forget this as a kid. It was so fucking intense. And Andre's holding his straps while it's around Duggan's neck. And Duggan's, like, unconscious, like, just laying there. And Andre's holding him. And then Duggan, you see him feel around. It's, like, a perfect, like, 
movie scene. Yeah. He feels around as he's unconscious and he grabs a two by four and clocks Andre in the head. Andre just fucking falls on his back and he's passed out and Duggan like he's ridiculous. He's so animated. He's like and he looks down and he looks at the crowd and the place is going fucking nuts. And he looks they down love, they love and, and he bro. stood over Andre and puts his board. He's all and like and blood pouring out of his mouth and like the place went nuts. I will never forget it as a kid. And that's when I was like, oh. I guess Duggan's kind of cool. Like, it's and they terrible. just tore. How about really, that, Pop Vince? It was. <laughs> you like that, Vince? I told you. It doesn't matter. I'm always on time. I do my stuff. I always do my stuff. <laughs> but Can yeah, I he, get my coke was, back, please? <laughs> I want to rub it on my gums. My mouth is bleeding. <laughs> That's a, that fixes everything. God bless you, Hacksaw. He survived cancer. He's the best. I love Hacksaw. We only yeah, we love him. That's nice. He's back on his feet, too. Yeah. You know, it's right? a great That's impression to do. It makes me laugh when Craig does it. It's the best. Uh, but yeah, it's a great like, feud. It's two of our uh, all favorite impressions. This was a feud that was just really done. Like Because uh, this is back in the day where like they had a huge gap between. Uh, and 88 was the first ever SummerSlam. So before 88, there was no pay-per-view after Mania. I went all the way to Survivor Series. And uh, so this was the first year they did SummerSlam. So for the four months between Mania and SummerSlam, Andre and Duggan toured the house shows and did like the B shows and even A shows sometimes. And I, I want to say I read on one of the MSG, Andre went over every night, by the way. Andre would just pin him and or cheat to pin him. But there was one night, one night only where in Madison Square Garden where they let Hacksaw go over. He did. They did the whole thing where Andre was going to beat him. The ref got distracted. He clocks Andre in the head with the board and pinned him. And they said Duggan got a standing ovation for like five minutes. Aww. And like it was it's crazy. Awesome. Like, yeah, and this is all this is all house show shit. Like and so I wanted to talk about this feud because I will never forget that if you get a chance, it is on YouTube. Um, I don't think it's under superstars. I think it's like Duggan knocks out Andre or something like that. It was really, it's awesome. Like, uh, I should put the link. Sure. Yeah. Let's run into our next feud. Matt Hardy versus MVP in WWE 2008. One of the most innovative mid-card feuds in WWE history. Also helped Matt Hardy find his place on SmackDown. After returning to the WWE to feud with Edge and his ex-girlfriend Lita, that's a whole other story, wow, Hardy moved to the blue brand and struggled to find his place on the card. A staph infection sidelined him for a month, and he went on to reunite with his brother Jeff as the brand split began to soften. However, once Hardy reunion tour ran its course, Matt Hardy still lacked direct direction as a singles competitor, which sounds wild today, but he definitely had issues here in 2008. Uh, this changed quickly, though, once Hardy began feuding with Montel Montavious Porter, also known as MVP. Still doesn't get enough love. MVP is great, was great. He does not um, get enough love, by the way. No. I agree completely. Like, we, we got to do, we gotta do a, a show on him for sure. Uh, his personality contrasted Hardy's in every way. 
And what started as a feud over MVP's United States Championship turned into a game of one-upsmanship with MVP claiming to be better than Hardy in everything. Hardy, I'm sorry, Hardy and MVP went on to compete against one another in a variety of sports, lawn games, and challenges like that. As a result, the feud brought out the comedic side of both characters and led to some of the most irrelevant content WWE has ever produced in its episodic television programs, but also a lot of fun. The on-screen manifestation of the old Michael Jordan, Mia Hamm, Gatorade commercials from the 90s led to a boxing match in the revised Saturday Night's main event. They boxed? Wow. Yeah. However, with MVP being rendered unable to compete due to a rare diagnosis of Wolf Parkinson's White Heart Syndrome. Is that was that a part <laughs> of the gimmick? Or was his way of getting out of the match. Uh, okay. The company replaced him with none other than former heavyweight boxing champion Evander Holyfield, who proceeded to carry Hardy before ultimately knocking MVP out due to his interference. Hardy and MVP went on to have a beer drinking contest at SummerSlam that year and even held the WWE Tag Team Championship for a spell before Hardy finally bested MVP for the U.S. title at Backlash in 2008 that's that's kind of fun you know i this was during a time too where like they when they did the brand split like you they were like restarting they were separating tag teams and they were trying to rebuild these people from the bottom up mvp was always a really cool character i thought and when they put them first together i didn't care they were doing dumb skits or whatever but then like on the internet started talking about him too going dude hardy and mvp is like the best uh segment of smackdown every week and then I started tuning in. And I was like, oh, my God, these guys are fucking funny. And, like, they just started, like, they were feuding with each other. They had matches over the U.S. title. Like, Dave said they won the tag titles. But they were doing these silly vignettes, like, where they were just trying to one-up. And then they did the boxing um, where Evander Holfield was beating the shit out of Matt Hardy. But then, like, he finally realized the MVP was a snake. So he knocked MVP out instead. It all worked. Like, when Dave reads it, I'm like, oh, total WWE trash. But then, like, if you watched it, I'm, go back and watch this. Like, You're in it's it. super fucking fun, man. Like, it was really, like, and it really helped Hardy as, like, a single wrestler kind of blossom and i remember mvp from that we now know him now as a uh a manager of the hurt business and stuff and he managed lashley and all that stuff and now he's uh managing almost but um like yeah mvp was a really fun character and a pretty good in-ring performer too he wasn't bad at all like he was really decent wrestler in there so the mvp and uh hardy feuds definitely go back and watch that it's fucking a- mvp could be the total definition of underrated you know i mean yeah all right, Craig, I'm going to try to pull you in here with uh, the next one. Cody Rose versus Rey Mysterio, WWE 2011. Uh, prior to his departure in the WWE in 2015, Rey Mysterio proved his worth to be the company uh, through uh, to be worth to the company through a series of impressive matches and feuds that cemented his place among the all-time WWE babyfaces. That's even getting more clear now that he's back and his own son has uh, gone heel against him. Uh, yeah, Ray Mysterio will be going down as one of the highest baby faces of, of WWE history. Uh, while those feuds that he's had with Chris Jericho, CM Punk, are obviously his high points, 
His program with Cody Rhodes is often overlooked by fans. Mysterio legitimately broke Rhodes' nose during a match, transforming the dashing Cody Rhodes to on-dashing in an instant. Disgusted with his deformity, Rhodes began wearing a clear protective mask in segments and matches to both protect his nose from further harm and to use as a weapon against his enemies. Uh, Rhodes made his return to SmackDown with his father, Dusty, in tow. While the segment initially began with the elder Rhodes asking his son to apologize to Mysterio, the American Dream ended up siding with his son in a beatdown of Mysterio. Craig, what, what do you think of this? too. Dashing Cody Rhodes from behind. Dashing Cody Rhodes unleashing. Wow. On Rey Mysterio. You see this, man? This is a setup. Oh. This is a setup all along, dog. You know, man, being from the hood, man, the eyes never lie, man. I was looking at Cody Rhodes' eyes, man. I could tell something was up. I mean, whatever Cody did, he did it uh, to the best of his ability. So it didn't matter whether he was wearing a mask, fight Mysterio, rocking a mustache, if we talked in other episodes, put on a Stardust outfit. Like, <laughs> you can kind of understand how frustrated he must and have Cody been. Cody Rhodes' like, Intercontinental Championship reign, he was the one who wanted to ditch the the new era belt and bring back the old one, the classic one that we like with the white strap yeah. background. Uh, and Cody's the one that brought that back. And it was after this feud with uh, Ray that where he started like kind of again, we talked about it, too, on a, a review that we did um, about Cody with the mustache, how he made that work. Like now I look back going like, of course, he's great now. Yeah, he got it back then. You know, yeah. he just needed to leave and, and season himself or whatever. And now he's back and he's the Cody of today. And once he returns, he'll be amazing. But um, he was getting it back here. We just didn't really realize it. Like, because it's easy to be overshadowed by Dusty and Gold Dust. You know, who wouldn't be? I, I, well, yeah. Now, now they're standing in his shadow, but that's cool. Um, and, and like you said, in hindsight, you, you realize that that Cody was great. And sometimes he, he has to. Sometimes you gotta you gotta leave someone for them to realize how much value um, that you had to them. It's the story of and life. <laughs> That's what- <laughs> and so was Dusty working for WWE at the time? What was his issue? Was he he was he, he, was, he, was, doing he was, that? Uh, Dusty worked a lot in NXT and he was exactly. like kind of, yeah. he was like part of creative, but he did a lot of shit for NXT and he ran the promo class in NXT and taught these guys and girls how to talk. Yeah. If you hear a lot of the especially um not not to, not to call not to call uh, a lot of the ladies that came from NXT they talk about Dusty a lot and how they yeah they were, they were really thankful for his help. I didn't know if this was before um, that whether but so yeah. Well, you think about it, we're only talking about this twenty. Point. This is two thousand eleven. We're not that far off from from. I hate to say it, his death, and you know we're yeah, it's tough to talk about. But uh, the the segment ended with Cody removing Mysterio's mask. As his father, as the father and son celebrated, that's crazy. So Mysterio's mask got removed here and and WCW. You kind of forget that. Oh, um, you did. I don't think you saw his face here. Okay, he just kind of hit WCW. You saw his face, towel. like he wrestled for like yeah. a year without a mask. Without it, yeah, it's so weird. Uh, Rhodes and Mysterio went on to have one of the best matches at WrestleMania 27 and continued really good their match. feud in the months to follow. But according to Rhodes, the WrestleMania match. Might not have happened had Mysterio not barged into Vince's <laughs> Vince McMahon's office and to make the match. So without Ray doing that, nothing happens. Rose said in a Q and A with Inside the Ropes. 
I don't know why Ray took such a trust in the whole situation. Well, I do. Because <laughs> Cody It's kind of cool good. to see, too. Like, Ro- like, Ray went to bat for it. And he's like, no, Vince, like, put me with this young guy. And it's a, th- it's a thing. Let- let's yeah. have a feud. Let's do it. I, I, I remember, I, I remember I that you, match I like it was yesterday where where he broke his nose. It was an accident. And then Cody started wearing the clear mask, the guard. Yeah. And then he started like just changing his character. I remember that vividly. I remember the mask. The I don't remember anything else from this. I remember like that yeah. clear. Well, what I would tell you is that it, if you wouldn't talk to Cody now, he'd be like, yeah, I've talked to Ray about that. Or now I, I do understand why he took such trust because I'm Cody Rhodes. I don't know if he'll ever say that he, he's, He's a, he's a humbly man to begin with, but Cody has to understand his value now. Mysterio. The referee's attention was averted. This is not Trying good. to get the protective mask out of the ring, Cody Rhodes capitalized with Mysterio's knee brace. Come on, Crossroads, Crossroads. Yes, Crossroads, Crossroads. And Cody Rhodes is gonna steal this retribution from Mysterio. Retribution for Cody. I can't think of anyone that Cody has hurt. I can't think of anyone. Uh, I can't think of a situation where Cody is backed out of a match. I can't think of a situation where Cody has not risen to the occasion. Um, even when he's, like you said, he's fed shit, he's aided wholeheartedly, and uh, he's moved on to the next stardust. Like just for someone to be stardust and then to come back into WWE and do the cartwheel just to pay homage to Stardust. Cody Cody knows exactly where he is and what he's about. I I geek, I got on Cody right now and I think he's going to be a champion really soon but um sorry that's just where I am. I'm I'm a big fucking Cody fan right now. Like I just can't wait to see what's next. So all these storylines and all these feuds do get forgotten. I think this is a a fun way to revisit those feuds and to revisit the network. Not that I'm getting paid by Vince or anything but it would be good to go back and check just to check on these these feuds and what they did. It's it's uh it's quite interesting. Um, yeah, there will stuff. be m- multiple parts of this for sure. I'm excited. I'm excited for it. So, for audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. On social media, can you do us a solid and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019 or on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. For Dave, Jess, and Craig, this is the OWP signing off. Have a good one.